this morning. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you for being online, if there's anyone online. We don't really know how that works. We had to grow up this week and decide to live stream, uh, go into the uh, new time and technology and so on and so forth. Um, super encouraged, uh, for those of you online, I think there's about 120, 130 people here. Uh, it's interesting to me uh, that there's a lot of older folks here uh, who just don't care, uh, who just don't care anymore. Um, I know, I know it's not, I know it's not. It's interesting, um, uh, we have different perspectives uh, based on where we are in life, uh, what experiences we've had or not had. Um, I think of older generations uh, I spoke with quite a few of you this this week and uh, will this next week, Lord willing as well. Um, and your perspective was so encouraging to me, so encouraging, uh, because uh, you realize the brevity of life. Uh, you realize that days are short and uh, that you realize that uh, you can trust the Lord because you've trusted the Lord in the past and you've seen him be faithful to you. Um, I think it's interesting, uh, older people tend to um, be concerned about generations and what's going on in the world um, where younger people just make a joke out of everything uh, and uh, think that everything's funny and uh, everyone's ridiculous and so on and so forth. Uh, my son was telling me of an uh, NBA player this last week who uh, was exposed to the virus and he thought it was a big joke and then he got it. Uh, and he was rubbing people like this and touching them, and he thought it was super funny. Uh, he wasn't as funny as he thought he was. Um, and I think that uh, there's somewhere that we can learn from the young, can learn from the old, and vice versa, uh, that we can trust the Lord in any, every phase of life, uh, and that we can honor Him with the days that He's given us. And so that's what we're going to try to do today. Um, I... Uh, have about three hours worth of notes here. Um, and so my title this morning is How to Live in the Days of the COVID-19 Coronavirus, Part 1. Part 1. Um, I say Part 1. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to be here next week. Uh, that, that's a, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not fearful of that, nor am I like, you know, hope, I, I don't know what the Lord's going to do in this next week. Um, and so... What I, my plan is this morning is to get as far as I can in my notes and then to be posting things online through Facebook and other media outlets online. If you can't get online, uh, don't watch your TV. Just enjoy the week and uh, <coughs> read the Bible, the whole cover to cover. Uh, <coughs> that's what we're going to be doing uh, this morning. So much to say, so much to say. First thing I want to uh, acknowledge is we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're talking. We don't have a clue. Um, and anyone who tells you they do have a clue of what the future holds is delusional or lying, um, one or the other. It's kind of like the weatherman. It's even worse than the weatherman. Uh, I was thinking about that this week. Uh, we could have a snow day and a, a closer of school day. It could be a double whammy. Um, most of the time we just pool our ignorance and stuff like this. We uh, say, well, what do you think? And uh, we really need to take a step back and uh, 
just acknowledge that we don't know. We don't know. Uh, be careful. Uh, some of us, uh, is interesting, as a pastor, different churches have handled this different ways, even this week. And, uh, you know, it, it's typical of pastors that want to be self-righteous to say, we, we met, we met. You know, we didn't bow to the pressure. We met in those liberal you know, wishy-washy, half-in, half-out pastors who canceled services like John MacArthur and uh, Joel Osteen. And so, you know, we kind of, and, and really, most of the way it fell out was those who are on the outskirts of civilization are meeting this morning and those who are at uh, where there's population are not meeting this morning. Um, and so we just want to be... Uh, open and honest. If you have a strong opinion about whether we should have met this morning or not, uh, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Um, We might be found out uh, to be selfish for meeting this morning or foolish for not meeting this morning. And so uh, we'll just trust the Lord and take steps and try to walk with Him. That's all we're trying to do here this morning. Um, I I was thinking... (laughs) One of the questions that comes up over and over in a week like this is, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? And I, uh, I want to answer you. I, we don't have a plan. We don't have a plan. Uh, we're trying to follow God's plan. That's all we're trying to do here. So uh, we don't have this grand plan. We have some things in place, but who knows um, what's gonna, the future is going to hold. We'll try to trust the Lord. Um, this morning... I want to tell you this, and this kind of fits into my personal uh, journey here. Uh, We don't have too many children here, small children, and I know that it's difficult for parents of small children to go through a time like this because you're always thinking about your little ones. You're always thinking about them. And uh, I I understand that. I understand that many of you know uh, that our first son died of viral pneumonia. our first son, uh, we have a Caleb, but we also have a Joshua. Uh, and uh, it, it's interesting to Rebecca and I that uh, it's easy to talk about the future and like things that are happening when you haven't experienced anything. And then when you do, uh, it's hard to talk about it, anything else. And everything feels uh, like a huge deal. Uh, but know this this morning, as I share these things, it's not because... Um, I don't know what's at stake. I do know what's at stake. Um, but I also know uh, that we need to walk with the Lord, uh, whatever may come. This week, uh, I watched a video. I heard, heard a video of a, a medical doctor. And uh, she was saying, uh, from the medical standpoint, from the medical standpoint, and what she was saying was this, uh, I just, I'm a doctor. You need to listen to me. And she was. She, she was very smart. Uh, the things that she said were really great. Um, others use the word scientific, medical, scientific. Um, I heard others uh, talk about the economic impacts of what was going on and ha- from an economic standpoint. Uh, and others, too, talking about the political ramifications of what's going on. Uh, this morning, I, I just want to talk to you about the spiritual and theological implications. Um, and what's most important? 
medically, scientifically, economically, politically. What's most important? Because sometimes the answers uh, are different based on what you're concerned with. Uh, This morning, I just want to tell you, all, all I'm concerned with are the spiritual and theological implications of us, our lives right here and right now. So we're going to look to God's Word uh, because we need to know the truth. We need to know the truth. We, I, I could stand up here and give you my opinion of what I think is happening and what's going on and what you should think about, but what you need is the truth. And that be your grid to think through what you're going to do and not do this week accordingly. Uh, this morning we're going to start with uh, my point number one which is we have to have a settled soul, a settled soul. And (laughs) frankly, that was what was so encouraging to me about some of the older folks I talked to this last week. They had a settled soul, a settled soul. Uh, Dane, if you'd pull up the first um, screen this morning. So to have a settled soul, your inner man must be at rest, Uh, that that. What God has done in you must be your confidence. This morning I start in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. For this reason, I remind you to, fan, uh, you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So that passage right there is the Apostle Paul writing to young Timothy, a young pastor, and he's reminding him that God's done a work in him and so equipped him for the work that he was going to do. And he had not, it's easy to become fearful. How, I want a show of hands. I want, if you're watching online, I want you to raise your hand as well. Have you been fearful this week at all? Fearful. A moment in time. Maybe not for yourselves, but for others. The sky's falling. My stock, my stocks are going to the tank. Will I be able to sell my house even for firewood? Uh, like what, like think about the fears that come up and, and we're good at it, right? We're good at it. And as the, as the night goes on, right? As the night goes on, we, we get better at coming up with fears, right? Uh, as the lights go off, we're like, man, this is my time to shine with fears. Fear, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. He's equipped us. He has made us ready. He has given us confidence. Confidence because of Jesus. Confidence because of Christ. What He's done in our lives. This is part of this settled soul. Dan, you can move to the next slide. Um, As we move on in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, for I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, insert your favorite fear of the week, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If you know Christ, you have Him. You have confidence that the plan of God, His love for you, will not be thwarted. I I think that the reason I say plan of God, it doesn't say really anything about the plan of God other than His love for you will not be stopped 
by anything, by any any event that's going to go on. I, I think of uh, the the things that I have been through. I was sharing with uh, uh, some, some of you this morning that the first time I got to preach in big church uh, was at my home church, Calvary Baptist Santa Barbara, and it was the week that uh, the first Gulf War broke out. And um, I was a college student, right? What what I know, you know? And I got to preach God's Word that week. And I remember it was, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, uh, I went home from Santa Barbara City College. What a great place. Uh, And I went home from there and I watched CNN watch the bombs drop in Baghdad. And I remember thinking, this is really weird because that's really happening. That's really happening. And now we are inundated. We're inundated with real-time things that are happening. Uh, We are overwhelmed with information. And I just want to tell you that none of those things. We're confident that the plan of God will prevail in our lives in the midst of many insecurities. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Well, what if I go to church? What if I don't go to church? What if I go to Albertsons and there's no toilet paper? You know, really, I think about I think about toilet paper is an interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, uh, it? Is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. There's no toilet paper. You know, uh, I, I don't want to be crass here, but some of us have never gone without toilet paper. You're gonna make it. I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Uh, we might have a, a outhouse building ministry here at Bear Valley Church. You know, the youth are, might be out, out of school, but they're going to be digging holes on each of our property. I, I, it's kind of a joke. Maybe next week this won't be so funny. I don't know. But uh, I, I just want to tell you that, that, that the things that are going on, we can be confident that the plan of God will prevail. Will prevail. We can be confident. Romans chapter 10, uh, verses 9, and then skipping down to verse 13, says this. Because if we confess, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. That's what the Word of God says. And then, uh, then skipping down a few verses, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you get it? He's the one calling on Him. It, believing in His death, His resurrection, that you will be saved. You. This isn't about a church or a country or a family. It's about you individually. And you can be confident in your salvation today. It's important. It's an important piece to your settled soul. Do you know if you're going to live or die? No. You know that you are saved. Yes. Yes. And if we're saved, we're going to get there. Okay, here, let's move on then. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, okay? Love this stuff. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This passage, uh, I want to tell you, is one of the passages that was a great comfort to my wife and I uh, when my son died. O death, where is your victory? 
But death, where's your sting? And then you skip, skip down to verse 58. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is found in Jesus. Um, how, how do we make it? Is we need to be confident in the day of death. Confident in the day of death. If today's the day of death for you or, or for me, your loved one, the only confidence that you can have is the victory that Jesus get, gave to you or to your loved one. That's the great confidence. Uh, it, it's hard to face the days uh, of uncertainty without knowing that Christ has paid and won the victory for you. Um, all our day, uh, uh, each one of us, our days are numbered. Each one of us. Shared that in an email this week. Um, Psalms tells us that all the days ordained for us were written in a, in a book before one of them came to be. Uh, our, our days are numbered. And so if we understand that, if we understand that Christ has won the victory, death uh, doesn't have the victory, Christ has the victory in death, if we know that, it's great confidence today. What's going to happen today? I have no idea. No idea. i got some plans. i got some thoughts. got some ideas. They could all be wrong. But I know this, that we can be confident in the day of death. Which brings us to Philippians chapter 1. <coughs> Paul says this, and uh, Paul, we've gone through the book of Philippians, and he was in prison in Rome. And uh, Paul had a lot of enemies, had a lot of enemies. They were ready to kill him. He, he was unpopular in many cities of the region. Uh, but, but Paul... Uh, was looking at the difference between life and death and the possibility of him dying, but the possibility of him living um, and the uncertainty of that. And he says this, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And the point of this passage is this. I got things to do, but those might not be done because God may take me home. So they really weren't things that I was supposed to do anyways. I'll work hard here, or he'll take me home. It's a very simple and important piece to our confidence. Confidence either way. Either way. And this is what I want you to have so badly today. Confidence either way. Whether you live or whether you die. Um, for those who think uh, the coronavirus is a joke, tell it to the people who have lost a loved one already. It's not a hoax. It's not a hoax. It's not something that's a nothing. It, it, it might be something to us. We might share in this in the weeks and months to come. I don't know. I don't know. But we want to be confident either way, whether we live or whether we die. Confidence. And then lastly, as we talk about just this idea of having a settled soul, 
We look at 1 Peter 5.19, and we're, we're in the book of 1 Peter, but we won't get there in a while, so I just want to share this verse. Pastor Brandon a couple of weeks ago preached on 1 Peter, and I stole it from him. Anyways, but I think it's 5.19, sorry, that, that was my bad, I think I... Uh, it says, therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. That verse right there is a verse of perseverance. Perseverance. Do you, do you know what perseverance is? Some of you have lived perseverance, right? You keep going. Um, some of you have been to the doctor recently and or maybe you've gone through an illness or um and and my mom was a nurse and i remember her saying this to me and one of the weirdest things that nurses say sorry if you're a nurse listening online because most of them aren't here they're preparing for the battle um uh they say this funny thing they say listen to your body that's a terrible thing to do the older you get you understand why before you get up in the morning, just listen to your body. You're laying there going, that doesn't seem like a good idea to get out of bed. My body's telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you that as you look at this life that God has called us to, He's got us here right now. If you listen to your body, or even worse, your feelings, uh, it's going to be a rough week for you. It's going to be a very rough week for you. As we look at the Word of God, we see this. <coughs> that the, Therefore, in the midst of, let those who suffer according to God's will. What, what's happening in the United States, uh, our world today, uh, is this God's will or is it not God's will? Well, it's kind of a tough, you know, how do we answer that? Well, yes, we know it is part of God's will somehow, some way, because it's happening. And nothing is out of His control. And so we know this to be God's will. What do we do? Entrust their souls to a faithful Creator. A loving God who loves you and cares for you, is faithful to you. Entrust your souls to Him and do what? Continue to do good. Just continue to do the things that God wants you to do today. Maybe even do a few more of them, right? Maybe listen to them more intently maybe than you were last week because you realize the tendency for us to quit. Don't quit. Uh, it, it's, um, I, I like to say it this way. It's learning how to limp. Learning how to limp, right? It, there, there are days where, you know, you don't feel like walking. Your, your foot is hurting, your ankle, your hip, and, you feel like you need replacements or you just got them, you know. And and so it's either not moving or learning to limp. And I would encourage you to, to learn to limp. You might be slower. It might be more difficult in these days of perseverance. But keep going. Uh, learn not to lay down and quit. But learn to limp. Confident to keep going. Confident. And so as I tie up this settled point here this morning, confident because our soul is settled in Christ. Confident because our soul is settled in Christ. And don't go any further if, if your soul is not settled in Christ. 
This is for you. This is for you. In these days of uncertainty, in these days of difficulty, if you don't have Christ, there's no reason for you to be confident. You, you may have made all the preparations. You may uh, live on the backside of Bear Valley Springs where you, you know the only people you talk to are the elk. Uh, I, I just want to tell you, you're not safe. You're not safe. You, you shouldn't be confident. Confident because our soul is settled in Christ. Which brings me to my second point this morning is helpful words. Dane, let's skip First Peter, uh, the First Peter passage, and go on to Acts two. Um, th- these are just some words, kind of uh, things that we're supposed to be doing, interacting with one another. I, I want to encourage you. Um, the importance of being together. Uh, it's interesting to me that um, <coughs> if some of you wouldn't be here this morning. You would not be here this morning unless uh, we have a pandemic. And I'm not saying you're, uh, you, you would have had other things to do. You would have been in other places. We have a few college students that are home this weekend, uh, maybe, maybe for a while. I don't know. Uh, but um, they've been sent home from school because it, it's over. But some of you had other plans that got canceled. And... I want to tell you that some of us always have something going on that conflicts with the work of God. But some of that stuff got canceled, and so we're here this morning. I want to tell you what the church does. What the church does. Okay, it's right here. The book of Acts, the beginning of the church, and this is the simplicity of it from its earliest days and we uh, try to do some of these same things and even though we've grown in a uh, over the years to be more so in some areas than others this is what it is this is the New Testament church they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching the Bible the fellowship God's people to the breaking of bread communion sharing meal together and of prayers. That's what the church is. That's what it is right there. You look at it, teaching of God's Word, the apostles' teaching. This is what the apostles taught and, and wrote. Apostles' teaching. They were together in fellowship. They were taught in fellowship. Um, let, let me tell you, if you're sick, you should stay home from church. But not forever but not forever. Um, and, and we need fellowship. We need interaction with one another. Um, man, I, I could talk about this for, for so long. Um, as we think about who we are as God's people, um, first of all, that we're devoted, right? It wasn't a casual thing wasn't giving God the leftovers to His church. Please do not participate in the church if you have time. Don't do it. This is a first priority, a devotion, a a critical piece. You students right here, uh, would, would it be okay if you just went to school when you wanted to? You didn't have anything better to do? 
we would be the most uneducated people in the world if that would happen, right? I could go a long time on that piece. We need to hear what God has to say. We need to be in fellowship with one another. We need to be sharing in communion and and reminding each other and praying and sharing, praying, crying out to God together. That's what the church does. We're doing this thing. Um, And really, I said move to the next slide, but this should be your rule. When God's people meet, I'm there. God's people meet, I'm there. Um, we move we move on. Yeah, sure. Um so so we have these helpful words, helpful encouragement. Uh listen to this. This is from Deuteronomy, Moses to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, do not fear and or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Um, there's an interesting thing here that I, I want you to get. Um, this is Moses encouraging Joshua. He's telling him, he, he's wanting to encourage him to keep going. And I think that should be our role one to another. We should be cheering for one another. We should be encouraging one another. But this was Moses. Sometimes we do this thing where we go, um, I'm really not that encouraged myself. I'm really not that faithful myself. I really don't trust the Lord that myself that much. But I think it's really important for our youth. I think it's really important for my kids or, or my grandkids. Or I, I really want to be an encourager. I want to tell you, this is how this works. Moses understood who he was trusting in. He was settled in his own soul. He knew that uh, through he had seen in his own life where God had worked in his life, caused him to be strong and given him courage. And now he was handing it out. He's handing it out to Joshua. He was extending it. That which God had done in his life, he now was giving to Joshua, knowing that he would need it for the journey. And I, and I would say it this way. Uh, I got this. I, I, I know that I can be courageous today because of my God so that I can tell others, you got this. You got this. You, you can make it because I can make it. Because the God that I trust in is the same God you trust in. You can make it. And I know I can make it as well. And I want to tell you, it starts with you. Parents, we need to walk with God today. Uh, I, I tell our fathers this often. It's the eyes of the quarterback. Comes to the fourth quarter. No sports, so I can use a sports analogy. You're dying for it, right? Uh, sports has been canceled, but not at church. Um, they get in the huddle. They're down by a couple of touchdowns. And it's the time is running out. And the whole team looks at the quarterback and they're going, and if the quarterback goes, uh, this ain't going to work, but let's try this, okay? We're going we're gonna to lose. We're going to lose, but let's just play out our time, okay? Try not to look foolish. We're on TV right now, okay? No. The quarterback says, we're going to run this play and we're going to score this touchdown. 
this is what's going to happen. We're going to make it. Generations are looking one to another and they're saying, are we going to make it? And we need to look back and yes, we're going to make it. I can make it and you can make it because we trust in the King. Courage and encouragement. Helpful words one to another. We move on to 1 Thessalonians. We're making great time. First Thessalonians, I want to say this, and this is a funny day to say it, face-to-face, face-to-face. First um, Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 17, but, uh, and this is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica, but since we are torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavor more eagerly and with great desire to see you face-to-face. Face to face. We move on to the next one. Uh, Paul says it again uh, in chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Uh, for what thanksgiving can we return to God for you for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God? As we pray most earnestly night and day that we may, be, may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Face to face. I, I want to tell you, um, we should drive for this, this face-to-face meeting with one another. I realize that's crazy to say in a day uh, where we are told to social social distancing. Some of you have been practicing this for a very long time. Okay? Uh, I, I, I know that's funny. I know it sounds funny. I, I, it's always interesting that uh, in our world today, we hear people say things and they say it with confidence like everyone knows what they're talking about. Social distancing. Being a loner? Yeah, being a loner. Oh, that's what that means. (laughs) Not wanting to be with people. Uh, Being away. Staying in your own room. Uh, I want to tell you that that's bad for you. When you're sick, it's good. It's good. It's protection. But on a long-term basis in your life, it's bad for you. It's bad for you. I, I love Paul's heart. Like You can just see his heart is oozing out and breaking because he loves these people so much. And he says, I need to see you face to face. I need to see you. And I want to tell you, this is what we need to be doing. Parents, that means uh, kicking your kids out of their own room. Come into the common areas. Come into the common areas. Come up, come to the dinner table. Come to the living room. Even if we're going to sit on our phones and do whatever we do, let's do it at least in the same room, okay? Let, 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 let's be together face to face. We need to see one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to see the whites of each other's eyes. I, I will tell you this, that one of the great things about our phone is that FaceTime thing. It's kind of creepy, I realize. But... um. To be able to see their faces and to be able to see, uh, you know, their uh, responses and uh, to, to be able to smile at one another and encourage one another. It's so important. I want to tell you that um, social distancing uh, may be important for this week. Uh, but uh, some of you need to abandon that um, and really uh, cherish the church as Paul cherished the Thessalonica church, you need to cherish your church, even if it's not this one. 
the church meets together and longs to meet together. Long to meet together. Die for it. He said, this is so important to us. Which brings us to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. We have the helpful Word of God. And there's nothing more helpful than the Word of God. As you look at this very common Scripture, many of you know it, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Paul's writing to Timothy again, right? And he's trying to encourage this young pastor. What do you need to be equipped to help people? How do you, how do, you do it? How, how do you know when you're equipped? I want to tell you, you take the Word of God that was breathed out by the Spirit of God, and that word equips you. It makes you ready for what? It makes you ready, equipped for every good work. <clears throat> if you don't know God's word, you're not ready. Some of you say, I'm a really good listener and counselor. If you don't know the word of God, you're not. You're not. And you're not equipped to help people with the real things of life. I want to tell you that the word of God is the answer and the thing that we need as we seek to be have helpful words for one another. As we do this, uh, um, I want to encourage you to call people this week. Call people. Maybe make it a, a make it a goal every day. Call five people. If you're retired, ten. If you're good at it, fifteen. All right. My dad's not here, but I think he's a telemarketer. Like, uh, and he works the phones like nobody I know. Oh, this is on, you're being recorded. Uh, let me be honest with you. Uh, let me be real frank and, and direct. You're wasting your time watching TV. You are. They're just regurgitating things that they don't know. Um, and, and I want to encourage you. That's uh, uh, doesn't matter what station you have on either. CNN's terrible. MSNBC's terrible. So is Fox News. Any other channel? Uh, it's interesting. We, we kind of see ourselves as heavy hitters, right? Uh, we're real, you know, important people. We need to know what's going on. I, I want to tell you that what we need to know what's going on are the people around us. The church that we're a part of. The community we're a part of. And Gatsby's not going to be in the news this week. We, we, you know, He'll be in the Tehachapi news, but that only comes out once a week. But uh, um, It's a waste of time. We're not heavy hitters except to our family and our church. So let's be about them. Um, which brings us... <coughs> I got farther than I thought. I'm going to end there. Actually, Dane, could you pull up that slide that we skipped, First uh, Peter 5? Um, what I want to talk to you about uh, online and the things I'm going to share this week is to be busybodies, okay? And when I say busybodies, I'm talking about being busy doing things that are important this week. That's what I'm going to talk about online. Uh the most important thing that we can do is to pray, is to pray. And in uh, 1 Peter chapter 
5, verses 6 and 7. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares about you. We're going to do that now. I'm going to ask some of our elders and pastors to come. And we're going to pray for some very specific things uh, for our land and country. Um, you men would just kind of line up here at Sean's mic. And I'll use Sean's mic. Just pray one right after the other. And then I will close as we seek the Lord together. And I, I want to tell you that we just want these prayers to keep going out. Keep going out. That um, I love this passage because it connects anxiety with prayer. Um, your anxiety is helpful to you only for a moment to remind you to pray, to remind you to pray. May it be the trigger in your heart uh, this week as we pray. Men, would you pray and then I will close. Truly that you would listen to us, that you would give us the ability to come before your throne. You are the great God of this universe. Things are in your hands, our days, our country, our world. So we thank you so much for that, God. Lord, I get to pray especially for those that are at risk, um, those that have maybe more reason than most of us to fear. And yet, God, even for those um, for the for the elderly, um, for those with health conditions. For those in the center of it, um, God, I think of uh, my friends in Italy. I think of um, the medical doctors there that saved my little daughter's life. I think of my own little one. I think of um, the elderly that I know. God, our days are in your hands, and um, we trust you. Um, not because we're powerful, and not because it's going to be easy, and not because it will all work out as we would want it to on this planet, but God, because you're good and because you've given us eternity with yourself. And for those that don't have that hope, God, uh, may we reach out to them because they are the ones that are truly at risk, um, not just from this sickness, but from any illness, from anything that could cause them to enter eternity, God. Um, would you use us to work on, uh, to spread your gospel and to be with those people? Um, God, thank you that you have a special care for the vulnerable, um, for the lonely, for the needy, for the sick. Um, we thank you that you've shown that in Christ. We thank you that we can trust you that it continues to this day. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, the beautiful day, for every every time we get to see the sunrise in the east that you've made rise, that we can rejoice and be thankful for the, each breath that we breathe, that we can be thankful, Lord. Um, the time we spent this morning is just a scratching the surface of the scripture you've given us that shows us, that commands us to trust. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. We as a people, as a church, ask forgiveness for those moments when we are weak, that we take our eyes off of you. That we, that we don't trust, that we don't put our faith, our lives in your hands as we should. God, we thank you for the promise 
promise of your love, the promise of salvation for those who believe. God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would work through us every single day and every moment to keep our eyes on you. That we would trust in your divine plan, that your hand is on each of us. God, again, that we can follow you without fear, concern, and doubt. Lord, help us to trust in you with each day. Lord, thank you that you're such a great God, Lord. Thank you that uh, throughout whatever's going on in our nation, Lord, that you provide for us and that uh, no matter what, Lord, that you're such a great God, Lord. I pray uh, specifically for us individually, Lord, that we would uh, both have our needs met and also that we would respond out of faith rather than fear, Lord. Uh, We know that these times are tough and we know that Uh, In these times, it's sometimes hard to remember that you are God, Lord, and that you will always take care of us, Lord. Thank you for being such a great God for us. In Jesus' name. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just praise you, Lord, for your Son and all that he's done for us and the hope that he gives us, Father God. Right now, I want to uh, especially pray for the uh, caregivers and the first responders, Father. Right on the front line of this uh, virus, Lord, and uh, putting their lives possibly on the line uh, for the other people, Father. We just want to pray for them, for their safety, for their security, and that they will uh, uh, know that they're serving their fellow man, Father. But I also want to pray for, nextly, their salvation, Father, that if they don't know you, that they will come to know you through this time of, uh, of trial. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for their safety. We ask that in Jesus' name. God, we're grateful uh, that you love us so much that you would save us, that we can bring our anxieties, our concerns, cares before you, that you want us to, and that you care for us. You care for uh, us and our insignificance. God, you love us and care for us. God, we do ask that you would bless your church during this time us that you would empower us to be the church that you want us to be, that you would give us courage and strength for the day, that we would not stop doing and being what you've called us to be, that we would be holy, that we would not take opportunity for sin, but for service, and that you would use us greatly in this community and in (coughs) the lives represented here, uh, the families represented here today. God, thank you so much that we can trust in you and glorify yourself in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A couple of things. Um, no holy kissing, okay? No holy kissing as we leave today. Uh, uh, you can kind of virtual handshakes, you know, kind of do this, and that's good. Um, we love you. We love you. Uh, we love this church. We love those who are not here today. If you have any needs, any special needs, things that you need to go to the store for or anything like that, or we can round up for you, uh, either message us, send us an email or something, and we'll try to meet those needs. Some of you have already volunteered to do those things. Um, Awesome. Awesome. We'll serve each other. Um, We're going to take an offering as we leave today. Uh, you can participate in that as we, as you go. Um, but 
do not fear. Do not fear. You can trust the Lord. He can be, he can be trusted. And uh, we'll be in contact this week. Like I said, if you have any concerns, if you just need encouragement and want to talk, love to do that as well. So thank you so much for being here. You're dismissed. We we'll hope to see you next week.